Good morning. Welcome Today, to Fear Not Friday. Today is October the 20th, year of our Lord 20 and 23. This year's about gone, y'all. We're glad you're here with us. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Well, good morning, Saints. We're going to play a song uh, written by the Gettys, right? And uh, I've been to, every time I, it seems like every time I ever go to a Voice of the Martyrs uh, conference, they sing this song. So, thinking about our brothers and sisters out there being persecuted. Give 
Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was wonderful. Thank you, Meg. Thank you, Mama. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my son. Praise his holy name. Amen. God is good. God is good. So we finished chapter 21 yesterday in Proverbs, and this is Fear Not Friday. So I wanted to go to an area and uh, talk about where some somewhere where the Lord tells his people not to fear. So things are burdening my heart, and I've got a pretty heavy burden today. Um uh, one of my biggest burdens that the Lord has laid upon me is helping people to understand real Christianity, true Christianity, what it really means to follow the Christ, the Messiah, and that it's really not of this world. Um, you know, I found myself yesterday morning encouraging uh, Brother Nadim over in Pakistan with uh, what he's having to go through because he is a Christian, because he's a follower of the Jewish Messiah. And with that, uh, this morning my heart went to, uh, I remember reading a story about, uh, I think it was in Colombia, and they were asking for pastors to come and help them understand how to endure persecution because all that they had known was the what we would call the prosperity gospel. It's basically this, this, this false idea that if I become born again and I begin to follow Christ, now that means I'm going to be rich and Nothing's ever going to go wrong, and everybody's going to love me. And there's a lot of things that go into that. You can fill in the blanks. But it's, it's not the teachings of Jesus at all. <laughs> Sowing and reaping are teachings, okay? We do reap what we sow, and if you are a giver, God will give to you, and we talk about that, okay? But you must understand what real Christianity is. And one of the burdens upon my heart is to help us, and I say us, me included, 
to grasp because I found myself encouraging Pastor Nadim, and Pastor Nadim is probably on here. And I'm freezing up again, Diane. I can't do anything about it. Uh, I'm sorry, but anyway, let's let's uh, go on. Um, so I want to read to you. I want to go Matthew chapter ten. I would love for you to turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 10. Lord Jesus, I am asking you to cause the internet to quit freezing and let this message get to your people who need to hear it, Lord. Matthew 10. Huh? Matthew chapter 10. Now, the first parts of this, I'm going to put on the board, but I'm not going to put the second parts, but I want you to read them and we'll read them to you. Uh, but the first part, I'm coming from verse 34. I'm going to start here. And I want you to understand that Christ brings division. Messiah brings division. Okay? Now you say, well, Brother Scott, Pastor Scott, I hear you say and speak about unity. Yes, I do. I preach unity among the followers, unity among true believers. And I believe with all of my heart that true believers, I mean people who really love Christ, who love the Messiah and believe in him need to be there for each other regardless of denominational affiliation. I believe that and I will stand on that no matter what. We need that. The reason though is because you need to understand that Christ brings division and this division is going to come. What, darling? I just want to say what you're talking about when you say you really love Christ, I mean, you love Christ more than you love your denomination. Mm -hmm. I mean, you love Christ so much that if he shows you something, you'll walk away from those banners that are created by men yeah. and walk under him. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be in a no. denomination. No, no, what no, I'm no. What I'm saying is you need to love Jesus above all. What is number one to you? What is number one in your life? What is the banner over your heart? Okay, that's very important. Now, would you look with me? I'm going to put this on here. Now, look, I want you to see this, and I'm going to read to you the words of Jesus. Now, you take this. This isn't Brother Scott, okay? I want you to listen to the words of Jesus, and I want you to understand how this is the reality of what he said it's going to be like. Now, I'm starting with verse 34, and I'm going to put it on here so that you can see it. Now, he says, do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. And we sing this, right? We're about to get to the season where we're going to say, peace on earth, goodwill to all men. And we, we just wrote a song. We just recorded a song. Hopefully that we're going to get out there by November, peace on earth, right? Where, where we sing peace on earth, goodwill toward men. But understand the context. Jesus says, don't think I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Verse 35. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be those of his own household. When he's, yes, he comes to bring peace on earth, but that means peace in your heart. It means peace with God. 
not necessarily peace with those around you. That'll be according to if they love God or not. Verse 36 and 37. A man's enemies will be those of his own household. Verse 37. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Verse 38 and 39. He who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. If you want to live your life for you, you lose it. He who finds his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake, says Jesus, will find it. Now, that's the teachings of the Lord. I just read to you letters in red. That's not my teaching. What does this mean? It means there, there's, there's little times upon the earth in different pockets over 2,000 years to where Christianity has been able to flourish and where people's been able to love one another and communities uh, were built and where there's peace in communities, right? But the reality is, is Jesus brought teachings to this earth, teachings of a truth, and that truth will not be received by everybody. And... One night this week in Revival, I was preaching that one of the proofs of the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he's no longer in the tomb, that he's no longer in the grave, one of the proofs of that is the reality that there is a church existing upon this earth that follows him. That testifies to the resurrection and the power of the witness of the Holy Spirit to people of the resurrection. Because Christianity is not a religion that somebody would make up. It does not, it does not tickle the ears. It does not tantalize the flesh. It is a, it's a religion of crucifying the flesh. It's a religion of laying down your life for him. It's a religion that says it's not about here. It's about there. And people around the world get a hold of this. You see, you got to get a hold of this before you can have no fear in death. The power of Christ in me. So now let's back up. Let's back up. Now, if you've got your Bibles open, I want you to read this with me. And if you don't have your Bibles open, I didn't have time to post all this in, so I'm just going to read, but I'm asking you to listen. I put in there, true Christianity, real Christianity is sheep among wolves. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a sheep among wolves? Verse 16, same chapter, verse 16. He's speaking to his followers, and this is what he says. Now, as you read this, this is not going to tickle the flesh at all. This is not going to tickle your uh, 
best life now here on this earth kind of thinking. Okay? But I'm reading you the words of the Messiah. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Be wise. Need to, we need to think, okay? We need to think. Verse 17. Beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils. Scourge you in their synagogues. Now, in first context, he's telling his Jewish disciples, the Jews are not the Jews are going to reject me, and because you belong to me, they're going to reject you. The greater context of his entire church, the world is not going to receive me as a whole. So if you're going to be my follower, you're not going to fit in with the world. It's not, you're not going to be popular. You're not going to be in with the crowd. Listen. Verse 8. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. Verse 19. Matthew 10, 19. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak. For it will be given to you in that hour what you shall speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Now, verse 21. Brother will deliver up brother to death, the father his child. Children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. What? Children will put their parents to death? Uh-huh. Sometimes parents will put children to death. Why? Because they turned to the Christ. They turned to the Messiah. They received Yeshua as their Lord and as their Savior. Verse 22. I'm reading to you real Christianity. I don't care what anybody else says. You read it out of the book and you tell me I'm lying to you. Verse 22. You will be hated by all men for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Verse 23, this is a message for those being persecuted. When they persecute you in this city, flee to the next. Flee to another. Those of you that are listening in in other countries, this is the word of the Lord to you. It is okay. He even says, when persecution comes to you in this city, flee to another city. For assuredly, I say unto you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Verse 24. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, 
how much more will they call those of his household? In other words, if they're going to say Jesus has a demon, if they're going to say Jesus is possessed, if they're going to say Jesus is not really a representative of God, how much more are they going to say of his disciples and followers? Therefore, do not fear them. Now, this is something God has to help us with, okay? And I understand that. I find myself encouraging people in other countries, be strong for the Lord and be bold. It's easy for you to say, Scott. It's easy for you to say, look where you live. I understand that. And I wouldn't be able to say it if it wasn't the words of my king. But my king says, I'm telling you, my disciples, don't fear them. Do not fear them. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed. Nothing hidden that will not be made known. Most of this Fear Not Friday has just been reading scriptures. Okay? But. I'm telling you. This is real. This is true. So we, some of you, you're listening to this, we live in areas and there is no cost to believing in Jesus. There's no cost. We can shout, raise our hands, jump up and down and sing songs and we praise the Lord. Woohoo! No cost. But that can change. Some of my brothers and sisters that tune into daybreak are being hunted down. There's a cost to them. Following Jesus means they're in danger. Following Jesus means their family's in danger. And they love their family just as much as you love your family. Will we continue? Do you really believe? Will you hold on when it gets hard? I'm going to say this. If persecution arises, if you're not willing to stand up for the truth when there's no persecution, I don't think you're going to stand up for the truth when there is. Check your heart. Are you right with God? Do you love the Lord? Because I'm telling you, we have brothers and sisters around this world that are laying their life down for Jesus Christ. Now. Right now. And they're faithful unto death. May the Lord find us the same way. And may we understand that to stand up for the Lord and to speak truth is not going to be politically correct. It's not. It's not. And that's okay. God loves people and He wants to save people. Uh, he, wants to, he wants people to be born again and saved by the grace of God. Guys, I tell you this because I love you. I love you. Last night, as far as I understand, is the last night of the tent revival. Not sure exactly what I'm going to preach on. God seems to be forming it in my heart, even right now as I speak. Uh, but I, I want your relationship to re be real. If daybreak, if daybreak doesn't lead you and and goad you and, and, and push you towards having a real legitimate relationship with God, then it's worth nothing. That's the reason we do this, is in hopes 
that you will turn and have a deeper, closer walk with your Lord. And if there's things in your life that's keeping you distant, that's making you fearful, Jesus says, fear not. I find myself sometimes being fearful. I'm not near as fearful for me as I am for my wife and kids. But we need to be bold and be need to be strong. Amen. I love you guys. I love you guys. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. Oh, thank you, Sister Peggy. I needed to hear that. Need this, you know. Like I said, that church that was asking and begging, could somebody, I read it in the Voice of Martyrs, all they had known, their people started being persecuted. They were on a bus, they were going on a trip, and these guerrillas got on and started hurting Christians, and the church was falling away because they didn't know. They didn't know how to exist under persecution. They only knew how to exist when everything's going good. And they'd been fed that because you love Jesus, woohoo, hallelujah, everything's going to be good. And they could not stand up under being hunted and persecuted. And they said, please send us pastors that will teach us how to be faithful under persecution. And I feel like that needs to go out in our world today. So, Father, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus for myself. Look, I got hands on my head, Lord. For my family, the Nesbits, for our church, Church Without Walls, for every church around here, God, move in our hearts and fill us with your spirit and help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be faithful unto death so that we can receive a crown of life. And Lord, if we never have to face that, then that's fine. But let us pray and be one with those of our brothers and sisters that do have to face that. And may we all pray for one another and lift one another up in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Hey, guys, I love you guys. Love you, love you, love you. Hey, Sunday afternoon, if you happen to be in the Carthage area, come see us at Rome Baptist. Is that... Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. This Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Ooh, it's busy. Oh, uh, love you guys. See you later. Hope to see some of you guys on here tonight. It's not. It's not I think Elise. I'm not going to get to see you tonight. Somebody it's not, told it's me. Next Sunday. It's next Sunday. <laughs> it's next Sunday. Okay, it's not this Sunday. All right, love you guys. Be blessed. Bye.